Hello and welcome once again to We've Got No Idea What We're Going to Say with Ben Simmons and Nick Murphy. We're back and this time we're not wearing trousers. No, no one's going to complain about it though, are they? I might. I might. It's cold. I'm quite warm. It is warm in here. But you are sitting on my lap. But my penis is quite cold. (laughs) (laughs) Luckily I can't feel that. um, Neither can I. (laughs) Welcome once again (laughs) to this... Lovely programme, and we're going to try and be lovely tonight. Um, Are we? Well, I feel a heightened sense of adrenaline after what's recently happened this evening. Yeah, well, we've spent some time together this evening, which we don't do as much as you'd think we do, considering we've shared a house for over a year now. Regular listeners or friends, or (laughs) neither of those people who are good at guessing. Most of our friends aren't regular listeners. That is true. Um, We'll know that we've lived together now for over a year And in doing so, haven't managed to get together to do as many of these as we could No, we probably did more when we were in Golders Green Or Mm. when I was in Golders Green and you weren't I visited though You did Yeah, (laughs) good But the reason I have a heightened (laughs) sense of adrenaline Is because of the uh, quite enjoyable film we just watched That made me come out of the cinema and want to attack people (laughs) When people say that films can sometimes sort of promote violence That's not true, except I like swords now So I might (laughs) slash people I think you liked swords before that film, didn't you? Yeah, I did like swords Did you like swords before you watched Game of Thrones? Yeah, I kind of always I I remember some of my earliest memories My grand dad made me a wooden sword and shield and like painted them specially for me and oh, yeah. it was like my, yeah and then I slid down a gravel bank with my on my shield and completely scratched all this amazing paintwork that he'd done and it's kind of one of those things where you want to go back and say to your kid self don't be a dick <laughs> What's your earliest kid self memory? The reason I'm asking is because I just thought of you saying don't be a dick and that my earliest one of my earliest memories involves being in my junior school class at the age of must have been five, I yeah. think it was a first year. And you know that thing you do when you have wooden chairs, even now you sort of lean back on a yeah. chair. Not necessarily wooden chairs, but plastic ones, anything, you'd lean back on it. And I remember leaning back too far and just falling flat on my back in class and everyone laughing at me. And yeah. I remember at that age thinking, I've been a dick. <laughs> Um, I remember being at prior, sort of infant school and always being the smallest in the class and not realising that they'd put me up like a year ahead of my class. So. You didn't realise? No. Oh, I was right. so clever that they'd put me up and I didn't know that they had. <laughs> so that shows how intelligent I was. It's a very specific kind of intelligence. They must have sort of negotiated that with your parents. Yes. The fact that was going to happen. And your parents didn't tell you that was going to happen. No. Let me let me be clear. Like They obviously will have done. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, yeah. I just hadn't quite taken that on board. You know, all the other children here are bigger than me. I, I was literally, like it. you know, when you sort of me- each person in the class measures themselves. I was <laughs> joint smallest in the class, so I always had a slight sort of small person syndrome. Yeah, thinking, you know, I'll catch up with everyone. Uh, it hadn't twigged that I was a year younger than everyone. <laughs> so. When I was at secondary school, um, the day we started. Obviously, you get introduced to all the people in your class. You know they're going to be in your class for like five years. And there was a kid who we're all... I can't can't equate to what our genuine heights were. But there was one kid who was about a foot shorter than the average of everybody else and was tiny in comparison. And he got the nickname Titch. His real name was Daniel Drain, which in itself was amusing. (laughs) That's a much funnier name than Titch. You never know, he might be listening to this. Daniel. I don't don't think I've seen him since I left school. Mr uh, Drain. I hope you're all right, Mr Drain. Um, But anyway, when we got to sort of 
um, GCSEs, it's sort of not had a growth spurt, but yeah. wasn't as ridiculously small anymore. But because for four years he'd been Titch, he was called Titch and was then just kind of almost a regular Normal height. Size. He was a little bit smaller, but yeah. you know, not obviously tiny. It was like Scott Hudson all the way from primary school was always the tallest kid in class yeah. and obviously by the time we all got to GCSEs we'd all vaguely caught up with him and he was we didn't have a sort of awesome big name for him but you still sort of considered him yeah. the tallest bloke and it's like <laughs> yeah, if you yeah. actually measured everyone you're like there's probably about five blokes taller than you now but it's like because he's been that way but now I was trying to think the earliest memory I can think I think I might, might even mention this on a podcast it probably isn't my earliest memory because I remember quite specifically being seven and I must have memories earlier than that Yeah, yeah. I remember being at a thing with my mum and some of my mum's friends and someone asking me how old I was and I was saying I'm seven and then obviously as you do you sort of think about that and you're like that's seven years and I remember going that is old isn't it if you think seven whole years <laughs> That is a long, and I was like, that is old. And I was saying this to women in their forties, so and I could, I couldn't really understand why they were all sort of laughing. When I, and I was going, seven is old when you think about it, and it's like, yeah, I think, I think they probably were. Well, it's like, weird when you're a kid and you don't sort of have any appreciation of age or anything. I could, it's like your year at school you're not really allowed to even talk to anybody who's not in your year at school it's like no. the people in less lower down are like much lesser than yeah. you people older you're like oh my god they're so much older i can't talk to them and it's like in life you deal with people yeah eight ten years younger than you 20 years older than you, you have to work with them it's like how weird is that that yeah. when you're about 10 you think there's nothing else other than your age but also when you think about it in school like you could have been born in august and been like one of the youngest and then someone born in September is like the oldest in their year yeah so there's probably bigger differences between like the oldest and youngest in the year than there is between you and the people in the year above you yeah, it's, like, yeah it's ridiculous yeah. well I've recently been on a stag do to Munich and the guy who's the groom has two sets of friends because he was one of the youngest in our year so he was friends with all of us but because of the time he was born the sports teams he played in outside of school we're all like the year below. Yeah. So <clears throat> he's got a whole group of mates that from the year below, and then all of us from that year. So he's it's like when I started school, my sister was in the upper sixth form of, and so it was like she may as well have been at school on another planet. <laughs> <laughs> and I always remember thinking when I saw like fifth years and that like sixth formers that they were like the oldest, like you just couldn't talk to them, and like. You know, you just kept out of their way, yeah. and then when I was in the fifth, fifth year and sixth form, they were all like, "Ah, oh, shut up, wanker!" You're like, <laughs> "What? No, it's not that long." I was five years, and you You're supposed really? to be brilliant. Yeah, Hang on. Like, we're all dicks. No, oh. but it's like all the young kids were like, "Ah, old tossers." You're like, "Uh, what's happened in five years <laughs> that these these first years are now sort of." It must, back to it must happen to everyone. You get older and you're like, the youth have no respect and all that. It's always happened throughout yeah. time. But my mum and dad used to have a phone box over the road from their house. And I can remember lamenting this when I was about 18, that my mum had gone out to have a go at some eight, nine, ten-year-olds who were kicking it yeah. because they were trying to break it and just kick the glass or whatever, the phone box. And she was like... Oh, wait, don't do that. And they were like, you can't tell us what to do. We know our rights. The police aren't going to arrest us. We're too young. And you're like, what? How 
have they t- how do they know that? If <laughs> yeah. I had done anything sort of ba- va- vaguely being of vandalising anything, yeah. and someone had come and had a go at me, I would have absolutely shit myself and run off. You know? I remember like in the panto, one of the kids punching the dame sort of playfully and going, "You can't touch me, or I'll report you." And it's like, <sighs> yeah, you understand parents telling their kids not to talk to strangers, or if anyone yeah. threatens them to say that, but it's like. No, it's not an excuse to let you behave like a little bastard. But then I do remember there wasn't there a thing. It was like on QI where it said there was like a Syri- like a Babylonian tablet or something from like three thousand BC <laughs> that was writ like carved like complaining about the youth of today and how they weren't like they were. In that. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, yep. I, I think they've always been <laughs> like always it. Been like and it. somehow we were like it when we were that age and just didn't realise. No, I was brilliant. No, I was brilliant. Um, but I do think like people sort of get nostalgic on Facebook for sort of 80s and 90s TV. And although obviously there's that thing in my head, whenever I see any of it now, I'm like, it, it was pretty shit actually. And it's <laughs> like, oh, do you remember, like, there'll be these things, do you remember this programme? I'm like, yeah, I didn't like it. It's, it's like, it's so I watched weird it a lot. But... You kind of have to judge it by your current standards. <laughs> yeah. Like, TV now is obviously awesome. It is so true, though. You, like, find something on YouTube from 20 years ago. You're like, I loved this. Why? Was it someone doing a pencil drawing? It's like animated series now are amazing. There was something about, I was listening to a podcast, <laughs> funny enough, and um, they were talking about films, like, Quite early on, the films like scenes average was something like one minute fifty, two minutes per scene. Right. Or then they said there was like between cuts, like between like you know yeah, camera yeah. angles, it was like twenty eight seconds or something. And now it's three seconds, like between camera angles and stuff. And like scenes are like twenty seconds, thirty Bloody seconds. Hell. And it's like people haven't got the attention span, so I've they re- have to change that things is much something quicker. I- genuinely think has changed in society with smartphones with youtube with social media Mm. there's so many new things to look at and refer to all the time people don't have an attention span but then i most of the things i look at on my phone it's pretty much always the same like three or four things i do refer to them quite a lot in my day are you talking about porn yep (laughs) (laughs) not three or four things in my day i'm not that Energetic. Sometimes I work. What? I work, <laughs> I work freelance in schools, and quite often, if you're at a school where the students are perceived to be badly behaved, the teachers will talk to you in the break time, and they'll be like, "Yeah, they just can't sit still for that long anymore." And you're like, "It's an hour. <laughs> we did something for an hour until yeah. break. They can't focus for an hour, and it's all different. It's not like we do one thing for yeah. an hour. There's loads of different little exercises and activities. It's like." <laughs> Yeah, that is bad. But then I kind of remember that. Like, there was people in my school when I was a kid that wouldn't concentrate for an hour. So, again, you sort of, like, you do look back with the most tinted glasses. We had, we always had people in my class who would be dicks halfway through. Yeah, oh, you yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, like, every school and yeah. class has dicks in it, but it, I just genuinely think people don't have the attention span anymore. But there's, isn't it that film Birdman was filmed as if there were no cuts in it and it was all done with trickery where there are jump like very oh, slight right. cuts within frames i think i still haven't watched it i've got i have got it but i haven't watched but it. there is a film i've read about in a film magazine that genuinely doesn't have any cuts and they did it on the third take 
Bloody and it's yeah. like the first two must have cocked up somewhere. And they uh. were interviewed the director, so what would you have done if the actors had cocked up like an hour and 20 minutes in? Because it is an hour and a half, or hour and 40 minute film. I'm annoyed I can't remember what it is. But. There's a few things, and it's nothing quite that long, but I was quite impressed when they do like long tracking shots. I mean, the famous one is Goodfellas. I don't even know if you've, have you seen Goodfellas. I don't think I have. Really. Yeah, you're a film buff who hasn't seen many classic films. Yeah. It's quite bad. Uh, it's but a, it's I don't a, like classic films. Yeah. Yeah. There's a big tracking shot where he sort of goes into this club, but because there's a massive queue outside, but because he's sort of like a gangster, he goes through the kitchen. Right. And so it sort of goes through this, and it's probably a, like a two-minute tracking shot. Yeah. And it's kind of, and I can't remember how many times they said they did it. It was only like one or two times, but it's like, one of the it's probably like the most iconic scene from that film yeah and then there's even a thing in the american version of the office where they did like a lip sync like a dub thing yeah and it was like the whole opening was like three minutes with them all and they all did sort of certain things as the camera panned around the office and i was just like that is actually bloody impressive yeah, just to yeah, keep yeah. going and obviously everyone timing it and everyone must be shitting themselves going, please i don't want to be the one <laughs> yeah. who gets it wrong yeah <laughs> Wasn't it? I think there was a film about 15, 20 years ago with Nicolas Cage called Snake Eyes. And it had Gary Sinise in it, and it had a boxing match at the start, and it was set in Atlantic City or somewhere. And that famously had an opening scene of about five minutes where there were no cuts in it for ages. Yeah, I haven't seen that. So. Don't cut away in films anymore. That's how to impress people. Anyway, we went to see Deadpool, and we both quite enjoyed it. Yeah, we did. I genuinely liked the fact that even though I didn't know much about the character, I'd never read sort of X-Men comics, but I've enjoyed all the previous films and series of films, etc. But I li- I was just constantly smiling and laughing all yeah. the way through because it was genuinely a funny film as yeah. well as a lot of action and the odd bit of violence. Yeah, I thought they mixed it quite well. It's sort of dark comedy with, with a bit of light comedy, but with quite sort of graphic violence in some scenes. There's yeah, lots yeah. of sort of limbs being hacked off and sort of people being shot quite graphically and stuff. And but for those of you that like um, sex scenes in films, it didn't not have any sex scenes, <laughs> did it? No, there were some sex scenes. Yep. With two quite attractive people, so something for everybody, really. <laughs> well done. And some things for people who like both. Y- well, yeah, uh, I think I know it. You mean? Do I? Good, because could you tell me? <laughs> a bloody when we finish clue. recording, we'll have a debrief. <laughs> That's what she said. I don't know. Oh, good God. I've upset myself. I've got to say, the last three times I've been to the cinema, um, two of which were to see Star Wars, which I did like, I always... It's not the same Star Wars. Read the recent Star Wars. Yeah, we won't go into that now. I'll talk to you about it afterwards. Uh, We should do a podcast of all the things we talk about afterwards. (laughs) No, but I was going to say... I always love watching trailers in the cinema. Right. And... I think the last three times I've been quite underwhelmed by all the trailers. What did we see trailers for? There was that forest thing with the incredibly attractive girl from Game of Thrones. But that just which looked, looked really scary. scary and something that me and you would be too wussy to watch. When it comes to horror films, Nick and I are not the hardest men in the world. <laughs> when it comes to anything. When it comes to fighting, Nick and I aren't the hardest men in the world. <laughs> We're top 17. So if you, want to, um, if you want to scare the shit out of us and fight us, do that. We'll there was away. the X-Men Apocalypse, which I almost certainly will go and see, even though the X-Men films, some of them had been good and some of them had been a bit It's rubbish. kind of, it feels like it's going to be sort of the end of a story, doesn't it? So it's worth seeing for yeah. that. Yeah. Um, what else was there? I can't even bloody remember now. There was sort of like a, 
What was there? That's there was you know, a, what was that, that one where he was before? fighting through all the different? That looked mental. Hardcore Henry or something. Hardcore Hen. No, I was th- I was thinking about the one. It was like fighting through different periods of time, all the different wars that he was in. That was a computer was game, it? wasn't it? Yeah. I can't bloody but remember. no, that hardcore, hardcore Henry looked Henry, mental. Which was sort of all POV. The whole thing fighting. looked like it was done POV. Like, oh, um, but it, it was a bit like, like Doom, him. wasn't yeah, it? It was yeah, like yeah. Doom, the computer game. There was also the one for um, the sort of cowboy one, which I thought was the Hateful Eight, but wasn't But it at had all. Kurt Russell in it. Kurt Russell in it. It had a, a weird name. Like, yeah, I don't know. It was know. a Western with Kurt Russell and a weird name. Those of you into your films will know that <laughs> now. Good. No, yeah. None of them looked... Um, there may have been at least one more, but... Clearly, we don't really remember them that well. Are there any other X-Men-related films coming out that interest you? Uh, um, I think at the moment it's sort of they're still just sort of doing one at a time. It's more of a sort of Marvel uh, isn't thing, it isn't it? Where they're X-Men doing loads. aren't in any way related to Avengers. No, X-Men totally are. It's basically Fox has the rights to X-Men. Marvel has the rights to to Avengers. I think it's Fox or Sony. It might be Sony. Okay. Anyway, yeah. basically. In the comics, they totally cross over. Right, right. And in it's like the Fantastic Four as well. They should be sort of involved in the Avengers and in X Men and stuff. Oh, okay. So Except- it should all be one universe, and then but it can't be because two different companies own the rights. So and also both Fantastic Four films have been a bit shit, so no one cares about them. Yeah, but that's why because they have the same character in. Lots of people are going to know this, but the same character in the last X Men film. And in the Avengers film, oh, the Blake played by fast. two totally different actors, yeah. and not refer- is called Quicksilver, which I don't think he's referred to as Quicksilver in the X Men in the Avengers film. Also, like he's supposed, to, his dad is supposed to be Magneto, obviously the main character yeah, in yeah. the and Michael Fassbender, which is sort of hinted at in the X Men film, and they're not allowed to say it in the Avengers <laughs> film. Ah. And there was one, ah, what was the other thing? That basically, oh, that's it, yeah. So in Avengers, they don't call them mutants. They call them enhanced or inhumans. Oh, and it's right. like they can't use the word mutants because the other company has the rights to it. And you're like, just you get kinda together wanna go, and sort it out. That is ridiculous because yeah. everybody knows just sort it out. It really is. And it's like, it's just stupid rights issues. This podcast has only got two minutes left and it's become a lot about film reviewing. It's been a film review podcast, really. So if you like films, share it with people who like films and they'll like it too. Whatever happened to Barry Norman? I don't know. I think he's still kicking around. Do you think so? Well, does he sit at home on his own watching films and going, and why not? (laughs) Jonathan Ross took over, but then obviously he doesn't work for the BBC anymore. So do they do Claudia Winkleman does does film 2016 now. Wow, I didn't know that. I think she's sort of got a sidekick bloke who's been doing it with her for about three or four years. Right. I haven't watched it. I get a particular magazine every month, which... Playboy. Yeah, that's nothing to do with films. It just helps me out in times of need. You know. I, there was a sad occurrence. We haven't got long to talk about it, but talk um, about it quickly. this got me through some of my teenage years. But the final ever FHM was printed last ah, month. That is quite sad. I did read it, but I think I read it mostly when either you or Matt had it. I don't think I ever really bought it myself. I thought you, meant you read the news that had finished, but you read FHM magazine. FHM. It was kind of one of those was... magazines that you sort of had to read to be up to date. And it was stuff. also kind of the raunchiest you could get yeah. without buying porn. They so did it was do all right very sexy it. photos of yeah. like scantily clad women. And they had their 100 sexiest women of the world thing. Yeah. that was High Street Honeys was always quite good. Yeah, yeah. You knew someone that was in that one time, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I did. Who was in that? 
can't remember. Set me that I can't remember. There was the band The Honeys in the 90s. They yeah. had nothing to do with FHM. No. They, they weren't that successful. No. Nope. I worked in pantomime with one of the people who were in Eternal. You worked in panto with one of the, one of the women from Steps, didn't you? Yeah, I never worked in the panto with anyone who was a cover star on FHM, though. Surely she was, wasn't she? Wasn't she in it every Lisa minute? Scott Lee? I don't think so. Surely, We come can't on. talk about it now. There's only ten seconds left over to Nick Murphy to sum up. Well, all that's left me to say is thank you for listening, and I'm about to go onto Google and see Lisa Scott Lee in scantily clad underwear. Bye-bye. FHM.